Kate what a start to the epicenter of the football universe. Yes, sir. Here on the campus of Baton or the campus of LSU in Baton Rouge, along with Herb Tyler. Yes, sir. I'm Christian Garrett, gearing up for LSU in Alabama. It is finally here. A week finally. of number one Alabama coming to town, taking on number three LSU. We'll get you set till five o'clock here. We're at North Stadium Drive in front of the Athletic Administration building. Mm-hmm. Come on out and tailgate with us. TigerDetails.com. Jimmy Smith will stop by in a little bit as well. His staff uh, hanging out with us, doing a little tailgating. Phone lines are open at 504-260-1870. Text 87870. And, Herb, we got one of your former teammates here as well. Yeah, man, it's a, it's a beautiful day in Death Valley, man. I uh, hadn't seen my man in quite some time, Charles Smith, number 35. Uh, he played middle linebacker for us from 96 to 99, and uh, he was an integral part in bringing back the magic with, with Donato's first class um, as far as recruiting is concerned back in 95. Charles actually played in New Orleans, his high school ball at uh, uh, L.C. Fauché. And uh, he and I go even further back than that. He and I played ball together at, at Edna Carver in junior oh, high. Nice. So uh, he was a tight end back then, and he also played middle linebacker also. He was the biggest man on the field at all times. And, uh, big man right He was now. like a, 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 what do you call it, a Gronkowski back then. And uh, I threw a few touchdown passes to him. <laughs> but that's my man right there. I love him with all my heart, man. I miss him. I can't wait to spend that's, a little time with him. That's a big man. I mean, I, I, <laughs> he looks like he can still play. Yeah, he can play. He can knock you out now. Don't you I worry about he, that. You got a nose for the ball now. LSU, Alabama, number three versus number one in Death Valley, yep. which should be a raucous, raucous atmosphere yes, sir. tonight at 7 o'clock in Tiger Stadium. We'll have all the coverage for you until 5 o'clock, and then we hand it off to the official pregame show with the, new, the uh, LSU Sports Radio Network. And, Herb, it's, it's Bama, man. It Bama. Just, it just has this feel. And, and look, Alabama's beaten LSU in seven straight. This is uh, one of one of the – one of the few times in the last five years that LSU's been in the top five when they've clashed with number one Alabama. So this has all the makings yep. of another classic game. It's, it's, it's been Bama two weeks, you know. Yeah, uh, it's, a lot, it's a lot going on that's going on in this game that's on in the background, if you will. You know, I remember a couple of weeks ago I said LSU's going to go into that game as number three and Alabama will be number one. Well, actually they started that week off as number four and then the college, uh, you know, the football uh, college uh, playoff committee you know, accelerated them up to number three. So here we are, right, three versus one. Now, the other thing is, too, the backdrop is Mr. Devin White won't be playing in the first half, mm-hmm. which, you know, we've seen some stuff. We've all seen the video. We've seen exactly what, what that play was, and we all here in Tigerland believe that there was no targeting whatsoever. And I can tell you that right now. If you want to throw a flag on him or whatever, you can throw the flag for roughing the passer but not targeting. So, but I don't think it was either or. That was um, a terrible call. So I think it was a terrible call. Everyone here, you know, you got a lot of the student uh, body that are, are wearing white shirts. And a lot white of people out. have, uh, yeah, a lot of people have free uh, number 40, free Devin White shirts on or, or, or signs or posters or whatever. And that's something. So that's a good backdrop to the game. That's going to be um, something interesting to see, to see how well we bounce back from not having Devin White in the first half to having Devin White in the second half. So um, we got to keep this game close, and we got to put some pressure on Tua, man. Patrick Queen potentially being the guy to yep. fill in for Devin White. We can I, ask Charles if he want to put him in the uniform. <laughs> right? I mean, is he, Charles, you got another year of eligibility? You got any, <laughs> we need a Mike linebacker for, for a half, you know? There you um, go. How, how, so how – I'm sure Alabama's going to try to attack that mm-hmm. spot. Yep. How, do you, how do you game plan against that if you're LSU and Dave Aranda? So, you know, I was talking to a friend of mine about this earlier. I think Dave Aranda, in my personal opinion, is going to be tough. You can't you – can't, replace a Devin White and, and and what I mean by that is not only the physical player on the field but the leader who he is in the locker room and on the field and calling plays and making sure the defense is in the right you know spots at all times so what do you do is you, you put a Patrick Queen in there and you, and you give him his assignments make sure that he's you know uh, is solid on what he's doing and, and then hitting the right gaps and making sure that the, the guys 
around him or solidified in what they're doing so they can play great as a team. But I think that Coach Randa, Aranda will definitely bring pressure from all sorts of angles. I don't think we're going to sit there and let Tua just sit in a clean pocket and hope that we can get a rush with our uh, you know, front four. Um, I, don't think we, I don't think he's going to you know, let, let us try to attempt to get a rush with our front four without bringing outside linebackers, without bringing safeties down, without putting guys you know, getting in the nickel or down defense and, and getting pressure that kind of way. And I think he'll drop back some offense, uh, defensive linemen, I'm sorry, and, and, and blitz those outside guys that are kind of try to, you know, we've got to try to fool Tua a little bit, and we've got to put him on his back, man. We've got to really get some pressure on him, let him feel the pain, because I don't think he's, he's had a, a game like this, especially not in this kind of a crowd, not in the stadium, not at 7 o'clock, not with those beautiful lines. What's up, my man? Nothing like that, man. So it's, t- it's that valley tonight, baby. It's going You're ready down. to play, huh? I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go. <laughs> What's up? Tua Tagovailoa, 25 touchdowns, zero interceptions for the Alabama Crimson Tide quarterback. He is a difference maker in that Alabama offense for sure. Alabama hasn't had a signal caller with his ability both passing and rushing in uh, Nick Saban's time certainly at Alabama. And the other part about this Alabama squad, Herb, is that yes, – They've blown everybody out, right? They haven't really been tested and pushed into the fourth quarter. I think that if LSU can get this game into the fourth quarter, uh, you know, even or or down by three, down by seven, then I I think that'll put Alabama in unfamiliar territory and they'll have a chance to to, to either win the game or tie it. You you know, the thing has been uh, they haven't had any adversity. They haven't played anybody. Their schedule is weak. Their schedule is that. Regardless of any of that, I think they're a well-coached team, probably the best-coached team in the country if you look at the situation. And those guys play well together. They have a ton of confidence. They have, you know, a lot of swag. They have all the talent in the world, as they say. But the one thing that you can't account for is when you run up against a buzzsaw. And that's what I think LSU has been. They've, they've, we come so far from that week one prior to Miami, who no one gave us a chance, to now we're pretty much the darling of college football right now. Because everyone loves the way that we play. We play with a lot of toughness, a lot of intensity, and we play with our backs against the wall. And that what we need that's what we need to do. We're not perfect in every in any aspect of the game, but we're really good in all of them. So if we can continue to build our offensive line to, to, to open some holes up for our running back, spread them out to kind of crease those guys, I think we'll be fine, man. From Baton Rouge to New Orleans, buckle up this weekend <laughs> yes, because sir. it is LSU and weekend. Alabama tonight, Saints and Rams tomorrow. tomorrow. Yes. It doesn't get any better than this. He's Herb. I'm Christian. It's the Tiger Tailgating Show here on WWLAMFM.com. In front of the Athletic Administration building on the campus of LSU, getting you set for number one Alabama and number three LSU tonight at 7 o'clock mm-hmm. in Death Valley. Herb Tyler, Very Christian good. Garrick, and we got our guest. And Herb, I'm going to let you introduce your former teammate. All right, man, look, man, we, we got somebody very dear to me, special to my heart, somebody I've been knowing for a very long time, a really great friend of mine, treat him as a brother. Uh, my man, Mr. 35, Charles Smith, baby, from New Orleans. Uh, went to junior high together, went to Edna Carr, did some things there, uh, won a couple championships. We also, you know, I didn't play against you at full shape, but we was close, we was close. Actually, you know, we did play one game, yeah, against you one game. Yeah, 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 when I was at OP Dove. So, yeah, man, we got Mr. Charles Smith here, man, former – Middle linebacker for LSU from 96 to 99. Charles, what's going on with you, my brother? What's going on, Tiger Nation? Good, I, man. I know you're pretty pumped about this. Thanks for stopping by, Charles. We certainly appreciate oh, it. Oh, anytime. I'm glad so you guys have what, what, what do you do these days? I mean, uh, right now I'm working in Dallas. I'm uh, working at a juvenile uh, detention facility. Uh, I run that facility. Uh, we house about 130 kids, yeah. uh, trying to get them back on the right track from the ages uh, 10 to 17. Uh, so it's just a nice program that we're just trying to get the guys to, to get on the right track with their lives. There you go. Hey, you um, go. I'm a little guy. You're, you're a big guy. So uh, next time you shake my hand, <laughs> be a little easier. All right? you, can, you, about, you about crushed my hand. No, I'm kidding. Uh, 
So what's, what's, it like, what's it like seeing Devin White have to sit out for a half after that, that targeting penalty? Oh, that's you a big a middle linebacker. That's a big part of our defense. That's the quarterback on defense. Uh, he gets us in the right checks. Uh, make sure we're uh, doing the right things. Uh, sometimes when they hurry up offense, he can uh, call the defense itself. Mm-hmm. Uh, he helps identify, help the community to the secondary. But it's going to hurt us a lot. But I think our team speed is going to make up for the first half. Uh, mm-hmm. Alabama hasn't seen a, a group of guys with team speed uh, the way we have in a right. while. Uh, so I think we're up for the challenge. And uh, when Devin White's coming back the second half, that's when the game going to really turn up. Mm-hmm. Charles, you and Herb played in the era – where there wasn't as much emphasis on player safety, right? I mean, Correct. You could, you could hit this quarterback much harder than you could th- these yep. days yep. and not draw right. a foul, not draw a foul. Right. targeting in general. Uh, do you like – I know you want, you're want you all about player safety, but right. do you like that the, the game is kind of softened a little bit or do you not like it? I'm a defensive guy. I believe in hitting. That's, that's <laughs> one of our <laughs> weapons as a defense. Uh, they try to take it away from us, but we just have to adjust to the rules because I understand they try to make the game safety uh, for all players, offense and defense. So I understand the rules, so we just have to do a better job yeah. uh, with our techniques and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But as far as the call, I think the call was bogus. But uh, the second half, we just keep it tight until White get back in the game. And I think the second half, we're going to pull off a magical night. I agree. I'm, I'm with you 100% on that, man. A night like tonight, LSU coming in number three against Alabama number one. Take me back to 1997, man, when, uh, when, when Florida came in here as number one. How did you prepare for that game? And is there something that if you can talk to the defense tonight – to uh, help them prepare or get their minds right for this particular game, what would you say to them? Uh, take one play at a time. Seize the moment. Enjoy the atmosphere, the crowd. You're playing in front of big lights, big crowd. The whole world is watching. Uh, just just go out and ball. Just give it to y'all. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is everything you put in the tour days, the off season. Uh, last year, disappointment season. Mm-hmm. So all this is on the line. You just you just you unleash everything that you have in your body tonight. Just mm-hmm. play hard. Play the tell the whistle is blown. And I think if we get all guys uh, in all phases, all three phases of the game to play on the same intensity, the same track, I think we're going to turn out with a win tonight. Look, I'm 100% with you on that. I know where that comes from. That comes from something, uh, Christian, that you won't know about. But, um, <laughs> Why? Because from our seventh, eighth, and ninth grade years, we played at Edna Carr with a coach by the name of L. Ott, who actually played here at LSU. And that man instilled exactly what he said into us all the time. It didn't matter who you played. It didn't matter where you played. It didn't matter what the conditions were. You believe in yourself. You just let it all hang out. You play your best, your best game that you can possibly play at all times. And you have total and complete pride in who you are as a player. And, uh, and that's the foundation that he and I have had. And I knew, I knew the answer to that question before I asked him. I knew what he would say, but that's exactly what I said. Am I correct on that? Yeah, I really like this team. Uh, like I said, they, they, they play together. You can mm-hmm. see the emotion. You can see the, the, the togetherness on the sideline. I mean, uh, this team here is a special team. I like watching them. I enjoy watching yep. them. Uh, these guys are doing something special, especially with the, uh, on a uh, secondary level. Uh, the, the front seven, I mean, it, it just go on and on. And there's yep. a lot of young guys. So we're going to be we're gonna be good for a for, while. For a so while, so yep. the nation better uh, get ready. Uh, other conferences. Yes, sir. Alabama, you better get these drone tonight. So, I mean, we coming with it tonight. Mm-hmm. It's going to be big. Absolutely. So you better have your seats next to the TV, your tickets ready or whatever it may be. But you need to have your game on LSU Alabama because we're going to shock the world tonight. Absolutely. Charles Smith former LSU middle linebacker for three seasons. And, Charles, uh, you talked about how close they are, and I think one of the things that you can see, they certainly believe in their quarterback and Joe Burrow. They certainly do. Um, I loved what he said this week. He said, we're not scared of Alabama. In fact, if you're timid, stay in the locker room. Right. I mean, 
you hear that from a quarterback as a defensive player. What does that do for you? Oh, it helps. Uh, it boosts your confidence on the defense. You want to give him the ball back because this guy is smooth. I mean, uh, he don't get a lot of credit, uh, much credit that he deserves. This guy is smooth. Uh, I watched him when he played against Miami, and I knew he was going to be something special. Mm -hmm. uh, I seen this guy make some checks, some unbelievable checks, uh, without even looking to the sideline. Uh, this guy is very smooth. Uh, we're going to have him this year. We're going to have him next year. Uh, I'm excited about what he's going to do tonight. He's yeah. going to have a big game tonight. Actually, I predict that this guy is going to throw for about 300 yards tonight. Tonight is going to be his breakout game tonight. So I like it. Watch. We're going to show him something special. Our, our passing game, a lot of people have been saying our passing game is not what it needs to be. But tonight, Alabama going to have to defend the whole field. Absolutely. I agree with that. I think we're going to pull out some, some, some different plays and formations that's going to shock the world tonight that we haven't done in quite some time. Now, going up against Tua, one of the very best quarterbacks in the country right now, um, how do you, as a defensive player, how do you prepare for a guy like that with his skill set that he has? Uh, for one, uh, we're just going to keep him in the pocket. We're going to rush him, put a little pressure on him, show him something different. Mm -hmm. uh, show him something different. Uh, like I said, we can disguise our blitzes. We can blitz. But we really don't have to blitz because we have some of the best corners in the nation. Right. Uh, our secondary is strong. So, I mean, we can play man-to-man. -man, we can blitz. We can spy him. Because, like I said, as team speed, uh, I, I don't think he has seen a team with this kind of speed, speed. Mm -hmm. since he's been playing. So yeah, uh, it's going to be different. Plus, we have our crowd. We have a sellout crowd. The crowd is going to be into the game uh, every play. So it's something different that he's had never experienced here yeah. uh, coming down to Dead Valley. Absolutely. Charles Smith, how are you so your confidence? What's the score, man? I said we beat him by 10. I said we beat him by 10. Uh, we're here tonight. We're coming to play. I think our players are loose. Yep. We've been loose all week. We got a coach that we back our coach 100%. I said we beat them by 10. Yep. We're gonna be, it's not going to be a close game. It's going to be a convincingly win. Uh, tonight, the Tigers going to shock the world. Absolutely, baby. How I'm much, with it. How much can this fan base have an impact on this game, on this fan, the fans of Tiger Stadium? Oh, we already here. I mean, Alabama going to see us when soon they get off the bus. Yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, they got to beat both teams, the fan and, the, and on the field. Yep. So, and the mystique uh, of Tiger Stadium as oh, well. Oh, yeah. So we, we're here. I mean, our fans – uh, uh, our fans are, man, amazing fans. Yep. I mean, best in the world, baby. It's, it's, it's our fans, nobody can compare it to coming to Death Valley. No state. And it is Death Valley again. It, it's for a while it lost yeah. a little bit of its, uh, of its luster and it's back. Our swag always been here. It, just, it's, it always been here. But now that we, we're, we're back in the limelight, we're in the spotlight, we're number three in the nation. Yep. Uh, after this game, we'll be one. Yep. So uh, we're ready. We're here tonight. I mean, hey, the Tigers are big. We're here. Charles Absolutely. Smith, man, thanks for stopping by. We certainly appreciate it. Right? Anytime. Go Tigers. All right, yes, there sir. Goes. Former LSU linebacker, our CBS News headlines. Back of more Tiger tailgating with Jeff Palermo, our WWL.com columnist for Tiger tailgating here on the campus of LSU. Getting you set for the Tigers and Tide at 7 o'clock tonight right here on the home of LSU Tigers, WWL. That's right. We're beaming back like Star Trek. Herb and Christian here on Tiger Tailgate. No Star Trek, man. We got the glow. Jeff like Palermo, WWL.com columnist at Jeff Palermo, LRN, join us as he does each and every week. Jeff, it's finally here, man. LSU and Alabama, the hype will be over at 7 o'clock. These mm -hmm. two teams will be getting after each other. Yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> the, the hype is uh, almost over, and there's been a lot of, uh, a lot of it. It seems like uh, I can't bump into anybody here in the uh, town of Baton Rouge that thinks LSU will not win this game. Uh, it, it's amazing how confident this fan base is, considering the oddsmakers have, have them as two touchdown underdogs. Yeah, I mean, that 
it's surprising, but then again, not. But, Jeff, here's what I keep harping on. If there's a matchup that favors LSU, or not favors, if there's one that they can withstand and match up with Alabama and that offense and Tua Tunga-Vailoa, it's in the secondary. That's the strength of this defense right now. Well, Coach Ed Orgeron, you might have saw it on ESPN College Game Day, talked about it today, that he brought uh, in the team meeting last night, he brought the secondary in front of the entire team and told them, I believe in you guys. I have confidence in you guys. And you're right. I mean, that's, uh, they're the guys that are going to have to make things happen. You hope to get some pressure on Tua. <clears throat> but when you look at LSU, they lead the uh, NCAA in interceptions, and Tua hasn't thrown one. So something has to give, and those guys have to play very well here tonight. Jeff, with all the hype around this particular game, college game day, uh, Alabama being number one, LSU number three, how do you block all of that stuff out as if you're LSU? And what LSU team do you think will show up today, the first team that played against Miami or the team that played against Florida a couple of weeks ago? Uh, I think you're going to see the team that resembles what you saw in Florida and in a lot of the games against LSU, uh, a team that comes out fired up, ready to play, um, might not be able to – they're, they're not – I don't think they're as talented as Alabama, but can, but they can certainly match up against them and, and have a shot here tonight. Um, I, I, as far as – you know, one of the things that Ed Orgeron talks about is the blocking out the noise. And, you know, mm-hmm. you see this a lot that – especially with uh, coaches that have, are, are just starting a program, the players really buy into the message of the head coach when – Ed Orgeron took over as interim coach. It was one team, one heartbeat. They really bought into that. Mm-hmm. And the model this year has been block out the noise, and the team has really done a good job of that. They haven't listened to a lot of the naysayers. They, they may hear it, but uh, they, they use that as motivation. And um, I, I think this is a team that, uh, even after a big win three weeks ago against Georgia, rebounded well enough to win the next week against Mississippi State because – they were able to block out the noise. Jeff Palermo, WWL.com columnist, looking again at this matchup between number three LSU and number one Alabama. I, I, I kind of get hung up on this, but it, I think it, it, it'll, it's pretty interesting to think about. Alabama hasn't had to play anybody into the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. You get them there tonight. I, I'm curious to see how, how Alabama responds. Well, the trick is, or the thing is, is that LSU has been able, especially in games in Tiger Stadium here, they've been able to get Alabama into the fourth quarter. They've been right there to win some games. Mm-hmm. Last time around, it was 0-0 going into uh, the fourth quarter, and they ended up losing 10 to nothing. Two years before that, it looked like LSU was about ready to score a touchdown to kind of put the game away or really give them an advantage to win, and then there was a... 15-yard penalty against Vidal Alexander, and then LSU yep. ended up losing the game in overtime. I mean, they've, they've had them. They, they've, I don't want to say they've had them on the ropes, but they've had a chance to to uh, throw a knockout punch or at least throw a punch to really stagger Alabama, and they haven't been able to do it. Um, I, I think, <laughs> you know, you listen to some LSU fans, and you, you would think Alabama's like 60 years old and can't play 60 minutes. I think they can play 60 minutes here today. Right. And I think Tua can go into the fourth quarter. I don't think that is as much of an advantage for LSU as you think uh, that they could compete. I, uh, now, can they can they maybe stun them a little bit like uh, they did against Georgia and have, um, you know, Alabama kind of really not feel confident about itself the rest of the way like the Bulldogs did? That's possible. But I think the, the level of where this program is 
where Alabama is with Nick Saban and where Georgia is with Kirby Smart, I think even if LSU delivers a big blow early in the game, Alabama will have the mental fortitude to stay with it and they can, re- they can, re- they can rebound from something like that. Jeff Palermo here. And Jeff, when you, when you look at the atmosphere that's sure to be here at Death Valley, I would imagine that's going to be, even though, look, Alabama plays in some big-time games, that's yep. going to be something that they're going to have to contend with because this, this fan base, as you talked about, is as confident as they've ever been, mm-hmm. and Death Valley is finally feeling like Death Valley once again. Well, I, there's a, I think there's a couple reasons why uh, the fan base is where it's at. I think, uh, for the most part, uh, everybody believes in the head coach, and, and it's been a while since that's happened. Now, that may change after tonight. We'll see. You know how it, how it can how it can quickly turn. I think the other thing is is that the uh, team or the fan base really believes in its quarterback. Now, Joe Burrow, the statistics are not going to jump off the page. The 50% completion rate, the seven touchdowns, the six interceptions, none of that is really all that exciting. But what the guy does is he makes big plays at the right time. And uh, I think you'd rather go with him in this game than you would with a Danny Etling, uh, with a Jordan Jefferson, or with a Brandon Harris, some of the other quarterbacks that LSU has tried to beat Alabama with during the seven-game losing streak to them. So, yeah, this, this fan base, this crowd is going to be electric, and that will be a factor for Alabama to deal with because they, they have not. Uh, I, I would imagine, though, a, a program like Crimson Tide they are really welcoming this challenge. I know Joe Burrow says they're not afraid. Uh, Alabama's not afraid either. Jeff, what does Joe Burrow have to do in order to be successful against this Alabama team tonight? To get rid of the ball quickly, and he's got to connect on some deep passes. Um, and, and I like his ability to run. I think you're going to see that here. Uh, hopefully it doesn't take too much of a beating. But, man, they got to hit on some deep passes. I mean, yep. his numbers could look a lot better if they were able to connect on a few more of those. Maybe it comes together tonight. Maybe, uh, you know, the guys can complete 60, 65%. I, I think that's the other thing. I, I mean, I don't think LSU could win this game if he goes uh, 12 for 25 for 170 yards. I don't, I don't think that's going to get the job done here tonight. Mm-hmm. I think he's got to be a little bit more efficient. I think the passing yardage has to be up. Uh, that means not only him maybe hitting on some deep balls, but maybe you need – uh, a crossing pattern, uh, kind of like the Derek Dillon touchdown catch against Auburn, and there's a breakdown in the Alabama secondary because there's confusion and all that kind of stuff. I think uh, you, you need you know some run after the catch here. So uh, I think for LSU to win this game, he's got to at least throw for over 225 yards in this game, and the uh, passing percentage needs to be higher, closer to 60% than it is 50%. Jeff? If there's an area where LSU has an advantage, it's got to be on special teams over Alabama, especially in the kicking game in general with Cole Tracy. If this game comes down to a, a Cole Tracy, cold-blooded uh, kick, I think I think it's advantage LSU. Austin Jones, the transfer from, from Temple, has struggled at times this year for Alabama. Oh, no doubt about it. I mean, if LSU's got the ball and you're down, they're down two or one or tie game, whatever it might be, and they need a field goal. you got to feel really good about Cole Tracy's chances. Uh, he has not really let them down all season long. So, uh, But you got to get there, right? <laughs> you got to be in that position. Yep. And, and obviously, um, you know, again, when you look at the statistics overall for LSU, Cole Tracy has nearly as many field goals tonight as, or has as many field goals as the team has scored touchdowns. Uh, that's another statistic you're, they're going to have to try to avoid. They're going to need uh, – 
at least two or three or four times as many touchdowns as Cole Tracy has uh, field goals here. So, uh, And I think Ed Orgeron will be aggressive in this game. I mean, even if they – unless it's early in the game and they want to get some points on the board and, you know, they're looking at a 45-yard field goal, they'll, they'll maybe go – they'll maybe kick it. But, you know, if it's a situation where it's fourth and second, fourth and third, and they're looking at anywhere between – 35 to 45 yard field goal. I think they're going to go for it, and and I think uh, I I would hope during the uh, bye week the one thing that you would hope to see from this team is no, you don't want to see any. Um, you're not hoping for like you know all these kind of gadget plays that they're going to run. With one or two is okay, but what you'd want to see is just better efficiency in the red zone that they've self scouted themselves enough here to figure out why they haven't scored more touchdowns once they've got in the red zone. Jeff, does LSU win or cover? Oh, I think they cover. I, I, there is, uh, well, I don't want to say no doubt in my mind, but uh, every time these guys have played inside Tiger Stadium, mm-hmm. uh, since Nick Saban has been mm-hmm. at Alabama, it's always been a game. LSU's yep. always stuck with them, uh, and I think they can, they can certainly do that here in this game. Can they win it? Uh, I just think they still have the advantage over LSU that they've had over the last seven matchups. I think they're better in the interior, or excuse me, better on the offensive defensive line, and they got the better quarterback in this game. Now, if Burrow plays great, LSU forces some turnovers, and they're able to not have it such a huge advantage in the trenches, yep. then, yeah, LSU pulls off the upset in this game. There you go. Jeff Palermo, WWL.com. Columns at Jeff Palermo, L-R-N. We'll talk to you next week, man. All right, Jeff. All right, thanks, guys. Appreciate it. All right, the campus is starting to swell, purple and gold all over the place. Man, it's it's really rocking. If you're looking for us, we are in front of the Athletic Administration Building on North Stadium Drive. Herb Tyler, Christian Garrick, Jimmy Smith of TigerDetails.com. Coming up next here as we continue to break down this epic showdown in the SEC tonight. Number three, LSU. Number one, Alabama here on the home of the Tigers, WWL. Hanging out with Jimmy Smith, TigerDetails.com on the campus of LSU. The Tigers and Tide at 7 o'clock tonight. What a great atmosphere, great weather. Jimmy, how are you, man? Doing well, man, doing well. Uh, just sitting here noticing everybody wants Herb's autograph and Charles's autograph, so I'm, I'm trying to pass myself off as Brad Wing. Uh, and I figure i got to be a punter or a kicker. That's about all I can confuse. You look like with. a punter or a kicker for sure. <laughs> and you look like you can be a really great punter. Hey, I, I had a good leg in high school, actually. Nice. I could put some, some foot to that leather. I like it, I like it. Jimmy, starting with this matchup tonight, LSU, uh, Alabama, we've, we've hyped it for two weeks now, and everybody's finally going to get to see the, the, this game play out. And um, Devin White's been a focal point not having him. Yep. The two guys that are going to replace him for that first half, just talk about them and what you know about them. Yeah, I mean, two guys I'm really, really high on. Uh, Patrick Queen, I think, is going to get the start. Uh, a sophomore from Livonia High School, really didn't play linebacker at all in high school. Played a lot running of safety back, right? and running back. Yeah, yeah had like 1,700 yards rushing his – his uh, senior year in high school. In fact, LSU even considered uh, giving him a shot at the position at one point when they thought they were thin. But uh, Patrick Queen is really athletic, probably not quite as stout as Devin, Mm -hmm. uh, probably about 15 pounds lighter, uh, but really athletic, good speed. I I think he's going to make a lot of plays here today. You know, and he's a very smart kid, very instinctive football player. Uh, Micah Baskerville, the other freshman from Evangel, uh, he played some spot duties when Jacob Phillips was out this year. Mm -hmm. Uh, Had 11 tackles against Florida, but – uh, could be a little misleading. He was he was average in his gap assignments in, in that game and gave up some runs. So uh, really hard to, to play in the, in, in the trenches in that front seven in the SEC as a freshman. So I think it's going to be Patrick Queen today. 
and uh, and, and they think he's going to have a really bright future here uh, beyond Devin White. You know, Patrick Queen is, is interesting, but I think everyone wants to know, I want to know, what's your take on the, the main matchup? And that matchup is going to be Tua in the receivers versus LSU Stout defensive backfield. So who do you think wins that matchup and why? Yeah, I mean, these are really dynamic receivers mm -hmm. Alabama has on the field, you know, and, and they're probably the most dynamic guy, Jerry Judy. They do a really good job of moving him around and finding matchups. And we've seen Grant Delpit play a lot of man coverage over the slot this year, and he's been very effective. Mm -hmm. He hasn't covered Jerry Judy. No. Nope. You know, this guy's really – No one has this year, right? Nobody has, yeah. you know. Um, but the LSU DBs, we've seen uh, whether it's Kerry Vincent, Christian Fulton, Greedy Williams, Grant mm -hmm. Delpit, all phenomenal cover guys. They've played really well. And if you look at their numbers on pro football focus, the completion percentage of passer rating yeah. against them is phenomenal. Um, and so I think it's going to buy LSU a little more time to get into to his face a little bit. Yeah. By having that tight press coverage, that's something they haven't faced all year. Uh, when you watch Alabama play, most of their DBs are playing off because they know they can't challenge these receivers at the mm -hmm. line. Um, I think LSU is going to be in their face. Yep. And if Aranda, you know, I think Aranda is the key factor here today. If Aranda can draw up some timely blitzes, disguise it mm -hmm. well, mm -hmm. and get into his face with that press coverage on the outside, I mean, mm -hmm. Alabama could be scrub, uh, scrambling a little bit, trying to find their rhythm on offense, something they haven't had to do all year. Jimmy, I'm, I'm going to sh shift gears pretty quickly. Um, and it's about Andrew Robinson got to play last night at mm -hmm. High School. And you had told me about his playing ability. We're not even going to mention the LSA, HSA. We don't need to. Um, you told me about his ability you know, when, when all that stuff was going down. And when you hear that from people, you go, uh, all right, let me see for myself. You know what I mean? Because mm -hmm. sometimes you hear that, you hear it from coaches, you hear it from other people that come, and you go, all right, you, you kind of go watch him play, and you expect to be disappointed. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? So I went last night to watch him play, and I was certainly not disappointed. That kid can absolutely rip the football, and the ball, the ball explodes out of his hand. And he should – there's going to be a college that he signs with. Maybe it's Nichols or whomever. There's going to be a lot of colleges out there that go, hmm, we should have done our homework a little bit more. I think he can play at a major D1 uh, program, Purdue, maybe even the SEC in the right system. Yeah, and that, that's what really hurt him this year with his whole ruling is he needed this to showcase those abilities, being that he is 5'11". Uh, you, you know, he's got the car, cards stacked against him, if you will, and he really needed to have a big senior year to show some of these bigger programs I could play there. Schools like Nichols, McNeese, they already know Andrew Robinson could play there. Um, he needed this season in a Hanville uniform playing on, on against tough competition to really prove what he's worth and his value. But I agree with you wholeheartedly. I think uh, if he ends up at a Nichols or a school like that, I mean, he's going to be dynamic in that program. And I think you said earlier he's the high school version of Drew Brees. Yeah, I don't, know that, yeah, I don't know that he is yeah, – well, let me quantify that. I don't know that he is going to be Drew Brees or Baker right. Mayfield, but I would venture a guess that he's as good as Baker Mayfield or Drew Brees was as a senior in high school. Yeah. That's the kind of talent. Well, Baker was a, a walk-on, if I'm not mistaken, when he, yep. Yep. he started. And, and Drew only had a couple smaller offers in Purdue. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, neither guy was really recruited heavily, similar to what Andrew Robinson's situation is. And I'd argue he'd have similar type offers had he been able to play his entire senior season at Hanville. But well, I, think, I, think the, I think what Christian's saying in my gathering of the information that he's given me is the fact that, Regardless of his athletic ability and what he is or what you can see him as being, the kid's a leader. He's a winner. Mm -hmm. People follow him. Mm -hmm. and, and he has the, the, you know, the nose of a, just one of the tough guys 
that, that he doesn't, it doesn't matter what happens. He's going to sacrifice his body. He's going to make sure that he does everything that he has to do for the team to be successful. And I think that's something that's an unspoken quality of players that you can't really measure. I know, Jimmy, you, you see a lot of guys all the time, and, and especially coming out of high school, and the, okay, and the stuff that you do, we'll, I'll go back to that a little later. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll get back, we'll we'll get back, back with Jimmy Smith, TigerDetails.com, Herb Tyler as well. It's Tiger Tailgate here on WWLAMFM.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.